keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attached, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth with are too tight, too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody, to Total Evan Marks. I'm the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. I am here, and we just solidified his contract. The new co host of Total Evan Marks, permanently, hopefully, the Gunt Ray Kump. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, I want to thank all my fans for the support. Uh, yeah, this has been a big uphill <laughs> challenge to get to here, but uh, it's well been worth it. He actually walked up a hill to get here. That was yeah, not a figure. Yeah, a lot of breath. And on the podcast today, UTA super agent, Dean Fluker, also a wrestling fan. Uh, that's that's correct. Yeah. You know, I'm, politi- I, you know, I'm campaigning to try to get on the podcast. This is Yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. I, this is I, huge I'm for better, you. much more mage than Dipper Steve, <laughs> just I assure you. Brian Dipperstein, anyone who hasn't checked in, is the uh, uh, cheap co-host. Is he co-host now over there? I, you know what? I don't really listen to kind the show of, anymore. Kind of, in, <laughs> kind of enjoying no, it. No, I mean, I, I'd love to be on it. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just don't. I haven't been listening to the podcast lately at all. But guys, there's so much to talk about. Uh, but there's big brackets today. Instead of a 10 count, we're doing a 5 count. Uh, number one, Monday Night Raw. We're just going to talk about all Raw uh, in this segment. Um this should be a short segment. This should be a short segment. I want to start off with, you know, everyone talked about how great improvement it was, and Seth Rollins like dressed down WWE, um, you know, and talked about basically how terrible the Raw has been for the past couple weeks. Um, but it didn't feel like a CM Punk pipe bomb to me. It felt very much, and I know I'm probably going to get heat from this, but it felt like in WCW, you know, like the last year when like. They would have Vince Russo or somebody like that. They would like break the f- the fourth wall, but it would be in a way that really just diminished the product and didn't help it. I don't know. What do you think, Dean? No, I agree. I think they completely missed the boat on it. I, I don't know, love Seth, and I want them to do better with him. But yeah, this was a step in the right direction. You, he he started the show, he ended the show, but ultimately that was such a weak pipe bomb. Yeah, I mean, and. It's only just highlighting the fact that it's already such a terrible show right. that they have to call it out. And, and not- when he brought up the revival, and everyone was like, "Huh? It's, Who cares?" Exactly. <laughs> it's so it was so bad. I couldn't. I honestly could barely watch it. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, is this their way of retconning the fact that the show itself sucks? I think so. Like, like the, him, he's going, oh, and trying to make it seem like Coburn has like been ruining everything. <laughs> you still can't say Baron Corbin. Right? <laughs> Corbin, Corbin. You always say Colburn. Well, it's a better name. It's like a 70s cop show or yeah. something. Uh, look, I'm, I should be his agent. No, whatever. But, uh, but like, he's trying to make it seem like, oh, this is all because of If Co- you were an agent, who would be your number one person to represent? I mean, besides Dusty Rhodes? No, I'm not even saying in wrestling oh. and everywhere. Uh, I feel like I could do a lot with... Um, Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch. She, she could do more. She could be a she could be a bigger 
uh, icon in the sports entertainment world, perhaps. Yeah, which one was Michelle Branch? She's the one. I think that was her. Right? That was beautiful. That Thank was you. Really beautiful. That was really. That sounded like every Randy Newman song I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was the way of redconning it. How, how, okay, on a scale, because you've had to watch now since Survivor Series. Yeah. And was this at least an improvement from the other couple episodes? As, as I someone actually who, didn't mind the last Raw, like relative, you know, I don't, you, you it still don't me. like wrestling yet. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> why have you agreed to do this? I feel like, look, you say permanent, I say we're still. It, <laughs> Well, however long this string can go, it goes, you know? Uh, but I'm having fun with this. This is a good product. But, uh, no, it hasn't really... Certain parts of it, like Daniel Bryan... Okay, that's SmackDown. We're going to... No, but I'm... Saying, I'm all right, well, all come right, on. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting there to the point where I'm like... Some of it's interesting. Okay, but last, all last, right. I'm saying last episode of Raw, I didn't think it was that bad compared to everything else. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have This episode, you had, uh, you know, a few... I'm trying to think who I love it. Ray it always together. sounds like he did the like read the like parts of the book the night before yeah. <laughs> before he gives a report on the well, show. It's still hard for me. They still blurs together. I can't, it I can't does remember blur who's, together. Who's raw, who's well, one of the down. things that happens we have new Raw tag team champions Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Okay, be the Ortiz brothers. No, they those aren't the Ortiz <laughs> brothers. Well, oh, the, Uso, Uso. What, what do you think? No, no, no. Who so do you think they guys? beat? Who do you think Gable? And Bobby Roode beat. What do you think? The guys in the blue team? panties, right? No, they weren't wearing blue panties. The blue. Well, those guys. Oh, those guys are wearing blue panties. Yeah. yeah. Who are they? What was yeah, the name those of guys. Were, they weren't the Uso brothers. No, those guys are Roode and Gable. The Uso brothers are on SmackDown. Oh, they're the Samoan brothers, twins. Uso the Samoan. Yes. So who are these guys? They're just two white dudes. But they had like the same vibe as the Usos. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> They AOP, beat it. They AOP beat is it. a little bit bigger. Yeah, AOP's a little, AOP bigger. Is a little bigger. Okay. Do you know who AOP is? You know the guy who peed on people? Remember the, the manager, the guy drink Maverick, the guy who pissed on oh, the guy, rope? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah AOP. Yeah, the, the, the shame, the, the sexual shame thing. Yeah, the sexual shame. It was a very sexual segment. Yeah. I'm not, again, like, I'm not a cop guy, but, like, that was, like, that was going in the right direction. I'm just saying. Have you, do you, have you had any more new cuck ideas for wrestling? Uh... I've had there's some I'm I'm working on some pitches. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that we'll get later on. Yeah, guys, just stay tuned for the podcast because Ray Kump will be pitching Dean Fluker his ideas. They could be in wrestling. They could just be screenplay ideas. Right. We don't know. Uh, hopefully, you know Ray gets representation by the end of this podcast. I feel like I could uh, offer at least we're maybe you could push business. him in like uh, you know the direction of APA if UTA uh. doesn't want to take him. Um, no offense to anybody at APA, uh, even though that was definitely a dig. Uh, Heath Slater uh, is the hottest act on Raw right now. Um, I, I, he's fucking great. That's all I have to say. Which one is Heath Slater? Heath. <laughs> I, I know the name. I'm trying to remember like which he's guy. He's the guy who's forced to be the referee. Right. That, that was cool. I like that. that. Like, yeah. See, yeah. That's a throwback angle. That's yeah, like it's a, a throwback Late angle. 90s kind of angle. You feel for him a little bit. You want to be a part of his story. He's got right. kids. He's got, got kids. Well, he's, yeah. well I, don't, I may know that on my phone, actually. Why is he wearing a shirt that says, I have kids? Well, is that like a fucking? His whole gimmick is that like he has like like ten kids or something, and he needs to support them as a wrestler. So is he like in the middle of like a, a big match? Go like take it easy on me, my kid. Like yeah, kind like, of. That's actually but he's spot on. But he's a babyface. 
Yeah. To a face? Why, you would think that somebody who would take advantage Cowardly. of the welfare system in this country would be a heel. <laughs> no, no, but the, the, like, to use your kids as, like, don't hurt me is a kind of cowardly move, isn't it? I guess it is. Oh, all right. I mean, you need to break the fourth wall. <laughs> I guess it is. I, I, I will say I, I think it's my favorite angle in Raw right now. I just, I, I like that guy a lot. Um because they seem to be very focused on like cowardice and lack of or, or lack thereof. Like the whole thing of being a heel seems to be like I won't fight you now. Like that seems to be half the time. Is that's, yeah, that's, that's what makes you a bad yeah. guy. So yeah. the fact that he's like kind of going like, no, 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 I gotta get my daughter the ballerina shit. And like, <laughs> you're gonna make a great dad. <laughs> I got my daughter the ballerina shit. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Do you want to be a dad at some point? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, how many um, kids? Uh, two, two probably two or two. Three. Would you want a boy and a girl, or two girls, two boys? Uh, they all have all the inter possibilities. My have question benefits. is, how are they going to interfere with the kids that are already in your basement? They'll learn how to fucking interact. With them. <laughs> I'm not going to let them like start beating on them right away. It's a fucking you got to earn this. All right, you don't want to spoil the kids. Um, what else happened on Raw? What, uh, Dean? What did you think about the Ruby Riot Jim Neidhart table? I, I wish they'd stop messing around with dead people right now. I really, it's really, you know, people, people who are either having major health problems or are dead, they should just step away from on Raw. I also just thought it was really cheesy. I, yeah. I mean, can we, can we at least come up with something a little bit better? I, what I'd really love to see is a just a grudge feud between them, right? Let's not yeah. make it that personal. Let's not mention like Reed Flair and stuff and these women. I, like, let's just go ahead and actually have heat between them. Ruby Riot, that squad could be so cool. I love Ruby and, Riot, and and they continue to just make it so cheesy. You know, I just think it's a it's like the Riot Squad. It, it does feel like. You know, the Suicide Squad cosplay, right? Which is like, I don't know. Have you seen that movie? It was, it was, it was bad. It was the so first, bad. The yeah. second half. Like Dean. The second Dean's half an Asian bad. who's able to say shit is bad. You talk to like, I remember I've been to some agents' offices and I've seen like like posters on the wall of, of shit they've been involved in. Right. And I've just been like, are you, why are you, why are you proudly... Like displaying this, beach house. like a Need for Speed poster or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is. I, no, that's what they should do. They should have a poster and then like a receipt of the fucking boat they <laughs> yeah. bought in the corner. That would be like a, that would be a real like, look. I made this piece of shit and this is how much fucking money I got. I mean, the reality is most movies now. And you probably know more than me about this, but like they're not. Like you might think it was the biggest piece of shit. You know, uh, Pacific Rim Two or whatever. Fuck. Oh, it's terrible. But yeah. they'll make like ten billion in China. Because they're just eating this shit up. As long, I think they don't like black people in their movies or something. There's some racist element there. But mm. other than that, they eat up blockbusters. So you think, oh, it's Do a they failure. they like black people in their movies? Because every black guy I know has gone to China like every Chinese person wants to take a picture with them. I don't want to like speak out of turn, but I remember reading some article where there was... Do you just not like black people and don't want them in your movies? I love black people. <laughs> if anything, I'm like overly into black people. But... <laughs> No, I think there's something where, like, I forget which star it was, but he You're didn't You're like, play. OJ was innocent! You, like, go so far in the other direction? Sure. <laughs> but, uh, I, maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't black, maybe it was some other yeah. ethnic group. How but did like, that Matt Damon movie where he's... I don't know we're getting off wrestling, guys, but if you want to, like, just listen to a wrestling podcast, fucking listen to something else. What was that Matt Damon movie that was in China where he, like, had, like, a fucking wig and he fought dragons on a wall? Oh! Uh, it was, did, was, did that do well? 
You but know, that's actually like a mer- based in China, right? You know what? I might have done well in China. It did not yeah. do well when it came through oh, domestically. It did yeah. terrible domestically. China's crazy because it's like I, I think Crazy Rich Asians just flopped there. Mm-hmm. But Aquaman is like the biggest thing that's ever fucking happened. But then again, you expect that a Crazy Rich Asians is something they have usually all the time over there. Yeah, in, in it's China. either uh, yeah, it's over there. It's either Crazy Rich Asians right. or Crazy Poor that's Asians. It. I once worked that's China. China is like America magnified. You know. I once cleaned the mansion of a Chinese roller coaster tycoon. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it was this big Oyster Bay Cove. It was just, I was, I was, the guy I was living. What does a roller coaster tycoon mean? That's like, is there like a Daniel Day Lewis? He built the reason parks in China. Like, I've been building <laughs> roller coasters from this coast. I'm by Daniel Day Lewis. This is my son. This is my son. Uh, yeah. I, I eat from your funnel cake. <laughs> I eat it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was living with a guy who was, Real has been a commercial cleaner. Like he was big in the eighties because Long Island all his office buildings were popping up. Yeah, and he was just like some moron. But like he had Dodge Viper, but it was old. But like right, yeah, he right. was like over the hill. But right. in, as a commercial, cleaner. I love that there was a commercial cleaning like boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's At over. Some point in Long Island, it's definitely Long over. Long Island is like just the place where every boom goes to die. Yeah, you know. Um, and he fucking I don't know how he scammed his way into this Chinese billionaire's life, but. Yeah. uh I was off work for that week, so he like I went with them to clean. What was the house like? It was like fucking Resident Evil, like fucking like a, a straight up mansion, like a real. Like, I love it. That's how like that's a good example. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's great. It was. Uh, have you seen the movie where the zombies attack everybody? It was a video game. It was this beautiful video game. Well, then it's a movie. Well, no, but it was like a straight up. Like they had like Louis the Fifteenth's bed, like literally his bed. Like really, yeah. It was like a like a, this guy's a damn. billionaire, and it was like the the Dude. walls were all vinyl. Chinese billionaire. Who are listening to this podcast? I'm willing to write whatever for you. Oh yeah, for I'm a shill for China. Yeah, I'll Absolutely. do whatever at this point. I mean, that Beijing Olympics were amazing. I don't care how many people you dislocated from their home to do it. <laughs> they were old anyway. <laughs> they were old. Real sports have has a fucking they angle. Place yes, to live. Yeah, the Chinese government. Whenever there's like <laughs> like they displace people, there's fucking you never hear about it. It's just like nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Like, did, did a million farmers just disappear? What no, happened? but 50 school children just synchronized a dragon dance. <laughs> don't, don't talk about it. Shh. Shh. Uh, um, okay. Well, that was fun. Uh, let's go move on to number two, SmackDown. Yes. Opening uh, segment with Mustafa Ali and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, in my mind, still continuing the hottest gimmick in WWE right now. Um, Mustafa Ali, I thought, did did a good job. Um, I don't know. You know, I was watching it with my fiance, and like when he went, because my favorite moment of the week was like, "What car do you drive?" And he said, "An SUV." And then Daniel Bryan slapped him. That was so much fun for me. And my fiance was just like, "This is so fucking stupid. What are you watching?" Which makes me realize, like, you have to just judge wrestling on its own. Curve. Oh, sure, it's on a different level. 100%. What, what do you think about the this angle so far? I love what Daniel Bryan yeah. is doing. Yeah. And look, don't completely agree with the politics behind it. No. Vince McMahon making, you know, liberals out to be terrible human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are really the biggest problem facing our society? Global warming exactly. is a heel gimmick. Well, that's a heel. That's a heel <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but honestly, his execution of it is so amazing. Well, what's inter- you can't stop watching What's him. interesting about him is that... It's not like he's he believes all this shit and he actually I think he hates the audience. 
Like, like, and, like, I think he, he really is indicting us. So it's interesting. It's almost like he's given up hope for humanity by doing this angle. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think, yeah, I think, like, the overall writers, like, that they're doing what you said with the heel. But I think he did something they did to kind of appease him, probably. I think he's an environmentalist on some level. He is an environmentalist, yeah. He's, like, uh, he's still a vegan, I think. Oh, yeah, no. he definitely is. He, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. so this is really yeah, yeah. a part of his, his actual personality. I think he, like, built his, fu- he, like, I don't know how he built his home, but it's, like, apparently yeah. 100% um, renewable. And- yeah, biodegradable. Plastic or something. Yeah. Uh, There's no, like, fucking Louis the 15th bed in his house. No, no, he couldn't afford it. Yeah. Uh, but fucking, I, I look at him and he go, all right, he's probably, he's no, you know, genius, but he's fucking smarter than, not all these guys are smart, but some of you can tell they have a fucking brain on them. And you get into this fucking life and it's fucking, he's what, he's what 45 probably, something he's, like that? He's my age. He's like 34. Really? Yeah. He's got a rough 34, face. 34, 35. Okay, but, you know, yeah. he's at the age where you kind of realize, like, this is... I could do more. Now, he shouldn't, like, change up his life because he's, you know, rolling yeah. the dice. But, you know, I'm sure he has contempt for these people. Look, you look at what he's doing. Even, even the substance. You, you have no respect for wrestling fans whatsoever. In these uh, I have some. I have, I have theoretical potential respect. <laughs> I, I feel like this. I feel like if you try. I don't, you, you know better than me. If they've tried more sophisticated angles yeah. and more nuanced things and the fans just said, go fuck yourself, then yeah, fuck them. But I feel like there's a placating thing going well, on. Well, there was an angle that I think you would have loved. Mm. And it involved uh, Triple H wearing a cane mask and having sex with a dead body. It's too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, no, Ray used to work at a morgue. <laughs> yeah. Just to let everybody autopsy know. Autopsy photographer. You're an autopsy uh, photographer. <laughs> you have the weirdest jobs. You worked for a Chinese fucking... Well, that was a freelance thing. That was a freelance thing. A, gi- a Chinese roller coaster tycoon. Mosquito lab. Mugshot. You worked in a mosquito lab. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck were you doing in a mosquito lab? They had me sort mosquitoes. <laughs> and I was terrible at it. Because we were... <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to unpack this yeah. for a second. How do you get a job like that? First well, off, tra- is it in the yellow pages? I or? got transferred because the, the morgue thing fell through because like they re- eliminated one of the positions. I was right. the last guy in. Yeah. But I, saw, I can't. Is there anything more depressing than going from working in a morgue to a fucking mosquito <laughs> lab? Holy shit! Was like tour guide at Chernobyl after that? <laughs> that is the most depressing trajectory I've ever heard for a human being. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the one part of the job I liked, uh, there's one part of the job where they people would call in and they would yeah. see a dead bird in their backyard. This <laughs> <laughs> is the part you like? <laughs> get, get in the pickup truck and go pick up a dead bird. <laughs> Which is relatively like, comparatively uh, wait, wait, so way why better. would you use the dead bird for the mosquito? Would the mosquito be feeding off the dead bird? Well, the whole purpose of the lab was to end up, te- you know, we send these things to test them out for West Nile virus, right? Right, right. So... That's kind of in our wheelhouse, also the dead bird because avian flu, I guess, or whatever the fuck. So we also you, get. Do that. you have any medical background at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, so how were you? So what did you do? You just gave them to the scientists to test? Yeah, I bought. I put them in a, in a so cooler. So you basically had a job where you picked up roadkill. Well, that was only occasional. They were the best part, but it was occasional. That was the best Those are the highlights. Yeah. What was the worst po- part of it? All right, so most of the job is me sitting there, like, so they they, they have these traps with all these mosquitoes in it. They went out and, and, and brought them back, and then, like, so I have, like, a fucking big, like, trap of mosquitoes, and I have to dump it out on the table. 
and like a white piece of paper. And I'm sorting. I'm sorting these mosquitoes out. And I have to like. There's little differences between a PRE and a PRX. Wait, what's a PRE and PRX? Is that a male the, or female mosquito? The species. There's like 15 species. different species, but you only test one. Yeah. You only test the PRE. So how the male. do you how do you de- how do you decide? Well, because there's like there's this one has. Three le- uh, stripes on his leg, but it's also got this weird <laughs> protruding thing. So you have a, you're a microscope with dead mosquitoes the yes. whole day. Yeah, it's terrible, and I was bad at it. And plus, like, I didn't want to. Why were there. you bad at? What were the complaints? Um, I just wasn't. Did you I, eat the mosquitoes? No, I, I dropped them a few times. <laughs> I should have. A, I can show you a picture later. Uh, uh, what were the complaints? You, so you got fired from the mosquito? Lab. Well, I wouldn't say I got fired. <laughs> So I, it was kind of thing where There's it was a like, lot of I wouldn't say in race life. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't say. I petitioned the union to put me into an actual photography job. It's a long story. I want to go back and... It, but uh, I ended up going to the jail after this. But Wait, uh, you went to jail? No, I worked at the jail. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was the third stop as yeah. you worked at the jail? Yeah. What did you do in the jail? Uh, I was a mugshot photographer. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a bad gig. But, <laughs> like, was that the best gig? Well, no, the morgue was the best. I liked it a lot. And the problem with the the the, the, the mugshot thing it was the, the shift. You took pictures of bodies of the morgue, and now you, you're taking pictures of the bodies. You were taking pictures of prisoners. Sure, and the things in their ass. What was <laughs> the things in their ass? Usually knives. Oh, you would you would take pictures of the knives in their yeah, ass. Yeah, you take knife out. You put it on the fucking like uh, straight up like. Oh, so these ruler, are the who... ruler. <laughs> Incarcerated? It's covered in shit, and you take a picture of it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> I wonder if there's a... Like, I don't know. I, I sh- If I was there longer, I would have asked some of these guys, like, you do kind of, like, eat a lot of, like, McDonald's and then eat the night. And so, right. Like, like, how it gets like, out. Like, you try and like, have a lot of shit up there to hide yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they always seem to... They, they really dig around that, those assholes, so... <laughs> um, they find stuff. That's but, the uh, worst place to find a dead bird. Let me tell you. Sure. Um, what? <laughs> who was? Uh, who, what was the most uh, terrifying murderer you had to take a picture of? Well, I mean, I've seen like pregnant women like stabbed to death in the baby. Oh my god, Jesus! Uh, I was actually in the murder, not the dead pregnant woman. Four year old uh, was shoved into a freezer. Oh Jesus! Uh, that was pr- not the morgue. No, I meant the prisoners. Like which prisoners? Oh, uh, I don't know who <laughs> anyone was, but uh, except I, I, my childhood best friend came in one time. Really? Yeah. Like we hadn't what talked in years. You guys shake hands. And- I, I, I pretended like I didn't know him, and he either, either did that or didn't recognize me. Who, it's been years. What, what, did he, what was he in for? Uh, Identity fraud or something? Oh, he's like okay. a little, little scammer. I think he was a yeah, tattoo yeah. artist. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, go in his pool a lot. We're in Boy Scouts together, so you know. But man, that Boy Scout group, like that, that those so cabin meetings. Of Boy Scouts. Yeah, really? it's a real like it was you, somebody who was in prison. Oh yeah, my friend who uh, walked around with hatchets and threatened people. Like, was, are you sure that wasn't you? No, I wish I, was. I looked up. I wish. I don't, I I'm, not, I'm not private. Right, well, we got to get back to wrestling because right. uh, this is just turning into a fucking episode of Creep Show. <laughs> um, so, Mustafa, <laughs> you guys, you come for the wrestling, you stay for uh, the uh, stories of a cross country truck driver, which is the gun to Ray Kump. Um, I don't want to do an air break, though. Yeah, all right. Well, let's keep moving on. Mustafa Ali, I thought, did a good job in that position. You, you dug that angle. I dug that. I think they should do more of that where they bring in the 205 guys to challenge Daniel Bryan. He just yeah. smacks them down. Yeah, I love just it. Just bitch smacks them. It'd be great. It's like a better version of whatever the fuck Randy Orton is doing right exactly. now. Or just like an open challenge. He should do an open challenge every week 
you know, but just barring the angle is, is that he bars like somebody like an AJ Styles or somebody who could yeah. actually beat him. It's always right. like guys from the UK, right, right, you know, NXT UK or or NXT or two hundred five live. Any any program other than SmackDown, that's what it should be. Yeah, they should evolve. They should bring in some people from Evolve. Um, Charlotte and Oscar, I thought put on a great show, and the end of it really kind of reminded me of. Like, you know, like those fucking, because I was watching this week, I was watching like, do you remember the uh, end of the attitude? Like, one of the, there was like the attitude era where Triple H and uh, Austin would go at the end of the Raw, there would just be so much heat because one of them would cost the other guy in the crowd be going fucking nuts and Triple H was like hitting Austin with a pipe. And that's what that reminded me of, that last segment of SmackDown where fucking Asuka goes, did you, did you agree? Did you like that? Or? Yeah, she. I, I <clears throat> loved that she was standing tall on that. Yeah. I thought it was a little hokey how Becky Lynch just kind of trips and falls and yeah. is just laying on the table there. But outside of that, it was a really good close. And they need to make her look strong since, you know, as we'll get into the next segments yes. or so, she's probably not winning this one. Yeah, well, I, I think I agree with that. Two more things to touch upon on SmackDown. Uh, the rap battle. Well, well, I I, mean, I thought it was embarrassing, but... Um, is that with the Pancake know. Boys? That was the, the pancake, pancake Boys, boys. yeah. And... The Ortiz brothers, which are the Usos. Oh, those, are the, those are the Usos. I want, I want you to see if you can name what the third tag team was. The Usos. The guys in the. They, I'll give you a hint. They what? were wearing the red. They were they were dressed up in vanilla ice gear. Oh, like uh, celebration or uh... <laughs> no? That's not their. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I am magnificent. Something. I am magnificent. <laughs> no. Okay. Can you name either of them? Wait, the guys in the red. Those are the, the guys. The guy with the mohawk and then the other bald guy. Oh, I know those guys. What are their names? They're, oh, they're, they're the ones who were teamed up with the, the big guy. With Big, big show. show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know their names. <laughs> All right, Seamus and Cesaro. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, this and they're they called The name? Bar. Oh, they're The Bar. Yeah. Okay. All this right. Are, why? Because they don't just set The Bar, they are The Bar. That's terrible. It just sounds like they're fucking two drunk Irishmen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I was. It would be so much better if they were drunk Irishmen. Yeah. That would yeah. just be great. Well, the name's Seamus. I mean, yeah, they really don't. They really don't try hard. Right. With they should do names. more of an APA thing. You know, APA protection guys. They should just be hanging out in bars. Yeah. And you know what? Why not just rip it up? Yeah. Why, re- just recycle that one, dude. I was like one of the. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast. One of the coolest things is I went with Shoemaker to like this after party for I guess SummerSlam. They're just at a bar. Um, we knew one of the writers there. Um, I mean, Shoemaker knew him, and I then met him there. And it was like fucking. There was uh, uh, Bray Wyatt was getting drunk. I'm not getting drunk. He was having drinks. I shouldn't say he was drunk. There's there's some other people there. Finn Balor was there, and, and then all of a sudden Braun Strowman walks in, and then he goes, "Hey Braun, there's only room for one top guy at this bar." And then they like ran up to each other and hugged. It was, like, the fucking coolest thing. And then out of nowhere, Michael Cole just walked in, went to the bathroom, and left. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a tracksuit. I still don't know what it is. And he wasn't there to do coke. Like, I, he just, I think he just went, took a shit or a piss, and left. Clearly uh, or maybe he bathroom. just saw us there, and he's like, ah, oh, this is fucking filled with marks. <laughs> I'm getting out of this fucking place. Why doesn't the WWE have, like, a theme restaurant? They did. Like, they tried in Times Square. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but did they do this though? Did, was there like a? Cam- Were you able to test mosquitoes <laughs> before your entree arrives at the table? Was there a camera set up 
where like uh-huh. basically so every Monday and Tuesday at least like they can have like a scene at the bar where the where that fat Joe guy is like fat Joe the guy the guy who was shitting on uh, the drunk guy Samoa Joe Samoa Joe <laughs> fat Joe is a rapper <laughs> all right well so the guy Joey's fat whatever <laughs> Joey's fat uh, where like he could be there with the other guy and he's fucking they're doing like a scenes but like a, a location where you could have the fans like yeah be a part of this if you want like a murder mystery theater well but more for the purpose of having a little more authentic like not everything's backstage in between like the loading dock and the fucking right you know why are these conversations happening in the middle of a fucking loading dock well they have maybe you know like maybe one week we'll we'll show you some some of the footage and you know we, we mentioned this on the uh, Stone Cold showing up to Brian Pillman's house them having a gun you just want them not to be wrestling you want all their angles to be I just think, not in the ring. Well, look, I mean, there needs to be... Do you like be, the matches at all? I think Dragon Ball Z, for instance, is a great <laughs> comparison. Uh-huh. Well, I think I'm anime, but it's like, yeah, it's all they all fight at the end, but it's like you have to build up the suspense for the fight. Right. So, within reason, bring in the real world, you know? Uh, yeah. Warrants. Have bench warrants for these guys. Or like, you know, <laughs> um, missing whoever. Just missing persons are involved. And... Just fucking stakes, you know? You like just pitch episodes deals. of True Detective on the show. People you love never that pitch- show. I love it. You're right. I'm just saying, you want... Look, you have you have the ham and eggers. You have the fucking people out there who love it when some fucking fat guy has a fucking Hawaiian shirt and he's yelling at a, a guy in rehab. And it's like, this is great. They they love it. It's fine. Yeah. You can build it now and, and bring in the people who like HBO. You're 100% right, though. The one thing they don't do very well is continuity in, right. in between episodes. Yeah, it's almost like they're always standalone episodes now to a degree. Right. And two, they should do that. Because there's a lot of debate it. this week on wrestling. I can't believe I know all this shit. It's it's really sad that I know all this shit. But there's a lot of debate on wrestling Twitter between, you know, XWB Creative, one of which is Jimmy Jacobs, and fans being like, you know how hard it is to write a show. And and uh, and, and they're right. Like, I can't imagine writing that much amount of fucking content. Um Per episode, I mean, I, I cannot imagine it. I'm, you know, I'm just on a show now where I'm just doing punch up, and it's a lot of work. And the idea, you know, it's a single cam, so it's a different thing. But the idea of like doing like multi cam, I mean, not multi cam, to do a live show every week and do that much, it's got to be incredibly stressful. I also understand the fan perspective of, hey, we still think it sucks, so who cares if it's stressful? If it's if it's a lot of work and it sucks, who gives a shit? Um, but I will say, when they've tried to do like, I was not that into Lucha Underground. And everybody else was. And I thought it was a beautiful-looking show, and I appreciated the continuity. But for some reason, the idea – the presentation of it being that good just – I don't know what it was. You know, it. you know, it was like in the scene in the season four of The Wire when they bring the kids to the nice steak restaurant, and they're <laughs> like, I just want to go to Sizzler. That's what it felt like when I was watching Lucha Underground. I feel that, yeah, because uh... – this is your connection to your childhood, your your shitty yeah. connection, like your shitty connection to like whatever, <laughs> however you felt safe when you turned it on and you didn't hear your dad screaming at your mom or whatever, because you know the rocks got you, baby. <laughs> I get it. Like I, I, I think overall, it's not that I hate wrestling so much. I hate this current obsession with nostalgia and like everyone like, oh, I liked this as a kid, so it's good now. Like, no, you're like, you don't adult. care about Star Wars. No, I, like this whole thing with Star Wars. And the What's new your movie, favorite movie in the past year? In the past year, I watched The Lobster recently, but I think it's a few years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the I like the new Deadpool, the new Avengers. I, I like the shitty movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my point is like this obsession with 
recreating like oh new Star Wars sucks. It's like who gives a shit? Why are you still like gang? I'll watch it out of curiosity, but why are you obsessed with something? Like it's not your sh- like just ruined my childhood. You're a man. Stop. <laughs> like go read some fucking at least some Hemingway or if not some fucking something. Just try to improve yourself. <laughs> when do we just this, give up? This is a man who brings his own lukewarm diet Pepsi to every fucking. Um, I, th- I think you should be a studio executive. Thank yeah. you. Right. I, can you get me in there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's figure that out right, after cool. this. I mean, I, I gotta say, Ray. We've always said this before. I think Ray would be a great addition to the WWE writing staff. I, uh, He'd be fired within four days. Yeah, I don't. I, He'd bring in some fucking dead bird on the side of the road and try to give it to Stephanie McMahon or something. People but. always think that I'm some blah blah blah, but I'm very good at yes end. I can fit into it. I can fit. A, no, you're my, very good at yeah, it. I can no. round peg, square hole. All that Next shit. thing right, you know, he'd be on TV. He'd be with the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. You know, your more connection. Right. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's synergy there. <laughs> oh, the that liver, would be amazing. That liver is not quite right. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't have. I, I really don't have. We don't have enough time to talk about sh- how terrible Shane McMahon's punches are because we're oh, terrible. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. Why? But, what's what is the gimmick supposed to be with the Miz? Is the Miz in love with him? Yeah, I think that's what the gimmick is kind of now. I actually like the gimmick a lot. I think it's interesting. It's 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 kind of a cool feud for Miz to do when he's not in the title scene. Um, well, I just int- Shane work on your fucking punches. Like I don't understand. Like. The one thing he's 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 awesome to watch in the ring and like big matches like AJ Styles, uh, but as far as as far as the uh, as far as the punches are concerned, like how can you just not put some more work? Is he just doing it to troll the audience? I think at this point he's got to be. Yeah, right. He's a little tired because he can do a bunch of other shit in the ring. What what strikes me so interesting because like the Miz, I couldn't think of a more generic looking like cornfed white dude like whatever bro asshole. Yeah, but he's like a really charismatic guy I actually like him and yeah. like I'm not sure why he's just got the X factor so uh but Seamus or uh, Shane 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 McMahon yeah not Seamus uh was You're he ever get the right names now for the wrong person sure so this is a huge was he ever like a good wrestler well, he's the boss's son I understand but was he well yeah if you watch the AJ Styles match from Wrestlemania 33 it was okay. excellent so he, my my point is like to speak he can, he can saying, work if you he's with the right dance partner. Cause yes. it's not, all right, but it's not even wrestling per se. It's also like his stage presence. He's not unwatchable, but like mm-hmm. it kind of feels like if you were born into this, I would think you'd be a little more like, hey, I care well, about that. Him. You know that you know. Well, let's let's go right then into. I'm gonna skip. We're gonna do TLC uh, predictions a little later on. But number three, um, we're just gonna talk the McMahon's. Uh, Two really interesting McMahon. Well, a couple of really interesting uh, Vince Vince story. One one there's a Vince story that was released this week that he did wrestle under a mask in the eighties. Did you see that? I heard about this. Um, one. He he. I guess he used to fight Sergeant Slaughter on house shows because his whole thing is he always wanted to be a wrestler, but his dad never wanted him to do it. So he would always like kind of like train when his dad wasn't around. Right. I just think that. So my question is, if you could wear a mask, uh, what you and and and. Rave, goddammit, I know that I'm about to step on a fucking hornet's nest asking you this question. But if you could wear a mask and do one job and no one would know what it is. Uh, well, apparently you've worked so many fucking shitty jobs anyway. This is like a hard question to ask. Yeah, outside the ring job? Yeah, whatever. I'd like to wear a mask and be a public defender. A public defender. Yeah, but like I'd be in court with a suit and like a fucking mask. And a lucha mask. Yeah, and I'd, but I'd be just accusing the prosecutor. Because usually the public defenders, if you don't know this, they got they got a lot of things on their plate. They got to play ball the prosecutor. That's right, why I love right, right. Fuck. I would just be screaming at the prosecutor and the judge. It'd be like yeah. injustice for all the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're out of order. He's had <laughs> the whole 
courtroom's out of order. Yes. That movie is is crazy because in Justice for All, it kind of starts off with, I think, like, is it Lee Strasberg's in it, too? Like, the guy who played so. Hyman Roth? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it starts off as kind of like a pretty, like, you know, even-keeled 70s Pacino movie. You're like, oh, this. But <laughs> then he becomes the Pacino of now by the end right. of the movie where he just erupts into, like, uber Pacino. Yeah. How about you, Dean? What would you do if you wore a mask? <laughs> I'd love to wear a La Parka mask and be LeBron James. Just, just yeah. coming up from coming up from high school, you just start wearing a mask. And nobody always knows performing about the you. mask. Always performing mask. Insist on the mask. That would just be fan to be some sort of athlete and just wear a mask. I think in the business we are now, a lot of show business executives would love to be wearing a mask. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, at night they are. <laughs> yeah, at night, once they go to the dungeons. Right. Um, <laughs> All right. What's uh, so that was the first part of the, the 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 Vince news. Second part, he's back on Raw again Monday, which that's how you know the ratings are tanking. <laughs> is when he comes. He came. He comes back for the anniversary shows, but he came back when the Roman Reigns experiment wasn't working. The last time we saw Vince, he was dancing with. Car- uh, Carmella and R Truth on a SmackDown anniversary. It was like one of the most. Carmella's the one with the Lakers. Yeah, you right? know, you know yeah, her. Okay, she's nice. that's great. <laughs> she's, she's nice. <laughs> um, but that was. Uh, I mean, that. I mean, I, I. I don't. I guess they're really desperate, so they're bringing him back again. Um, but it, it's it's hard to bring Vince back again because you can't really bring him back as a heel because everybody's sort of ingratiated to him, like for what he's done. Uh, but he's never going to be a face because he. It, it, in real life, he's the ultimate heel. So I just don't know why they're bringing him. What, do you, They've what kind do you of done think? everything with him at yeah, this point. At this you point. Know? There's, there's nothing that they can do. And, and the most compelling thing they would do, they've already done, which would be for him to do like a Trump-type character. Like yeah. more go you know, play up the politics side of things yeah, yeah. And, and be that. And they've done that. They've done that Have already. they done already uh, like their version of the UFC's uh, Ultimate Fighter where he like fires people? He like, fires people. Yeah, they've already done that. They've done a show like that? Well, they haven't done that. They did Tough Enough where they cut people, and he wasn't on that. Oh, but yeah. he used to have a thing called Kiss My Ass Club, which is probably why you're – you would actually probably masturbate to it because you like cuck porn. Oh, cool. He would make a guy uh, kiss uh, another, his ass to keep his job. Oh, God. That's – look, sexually degrading – like one wrestler sexually degrading another, it's just a – it just brings it to the next level. But I don't like the idea that you're like you're – Getting on your knees for the job, for the money. That's just gross. This is a man who's literally had to get on his knees to get mosquito corpses out of sewers. Yeah, well, I didn't pick him up, but I did drop him on the floor once, and it was a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TLC predictions. Number four. We're going to go through this fast, guys. Uh, the uh, Mix Max Challenge final, R-Truth and Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Who do you got, Dean? It's got to be Jinder. What what else is he going to do if he's not booed and and the last person in the Royal Rumble? Still for the Royal Rumble, right? Number thirty spot. Oh, that's right. See, yeah. I think I, I feel like it's just got oh. it's just more entertaining that way. Our truth, it's better the if he wet, comes the, in. The fucking wet fart that's going to happen as soon as Jinder or Alicia Fox come out as number thirty. Or as you can imagine, what would happen is that they would jump them. Somebody would jump them and at the Royal Rumble and then use the spot to surprise you. Yeah. But it, it makes more sense for that it to be, be cool him. That would be cool if, like, Shawn Michaels just sweet chicks exactly. and gin kicks him. Like, because the, the R-Truth, they're going to definitely do that dance spot at some point. They come out, he does some stupid dance spot, you know, and then yeah. he, he heads out, he's eliminated immediately. That's yeah. the comedy in it. Okay. What about you? Is one of them the guy who was dancing last week? Yeah. Yeah, him. Okay, 
great. <laughs> but of in-depth analysis. <laughs> Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. I can't imagine you knowing who either of these people are, Ray. Would you want me on the show if I did? Ah, <laughs> uh, Buddy Murphy. They, 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 it seems to be working. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Buddy. Buddy, I'll go with you. Go. Okay, great. Thanks. For he that. likes the name. <laughs> Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio in a chairs match. Can we talk about one thing real quick? Yes. When Rey Mysterio is not in the WWE, nobody ever falls on the second rope. Nobody is ever around that oh, second rope whatsoever. Soon as he's back, Randy Orton all of a sudden is grabbing that second rope to well, set up for that finisher. He knows where to kick you exactly. It's just, it's just, in, it's too much for he me. He knows it's how to trip much. you. Um, that's what. That's what. That's that's what uh, breaks the the. That's that's what you cannot sustain your disbelief for that. Very interesting. I almost had a heart attack while saying that. Um, I go Ray. Ray Mysterio is your fa- is Ray's favorite, favorite wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I actually, da- or Daniel Bryan. Which one is your favorite? No, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Uh, I I feel like he's the only one I actually enjoy. Like just oh, when he does that. What do you call it? Three six nine. Six one nine. Six one nine. I lo- that's great. And like I I don't know why they don't do more shit like that. Like just three sixty nine is your body weight. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I wish. That was too I wish. Easy. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I feel terrible. I feel like I made the low joke, and then it just became like a documentary about obesity in America. And then we have a sad moment together. We put some like music in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but do they let him get over most of the time, or is he kind of uh, what's his career he, like? He's had a good career. I mean, he is perpetual underdog. Like if there's a super heel, he usually loses. But oh, so he's, he'll a, he's, win a lot of upper mid card matches. So he's usually facing much bigger guys. Yeah. Not like yeah, okay. Yeah. It just depends on what they do with Randy Orton, right? right. And I, I think if the trajectory is to put him up against AJ Styles or something like that, then, yeah, he, Randy well, probably wins. I, I would say that I'm, I'm going to bet Rey Mysterio because, I, I, you know, I think they're going to, you know, I'm, I'm making my prediction now. I'm jumping ahead. I think they're going to keep the title on Daniel Bryan, and that's a great that's a great fucking feud, Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio, especially for the Royal Rumble. That's a match I'd watch in a second. And, and, and Rey Mysterio is just, like, dumping straws into the ocean? <laughs> yeah. And, and his corner would be, and Daniel Bryan's corner would be, like, a sea turtle filled with plastic. Yeah, he's just like wrap, he's wrapping a six pack like thing yeah. or rings over a bird's head. Yeah. yeah. Um, Natalia versus Ruby Riot. I think Natalia's going to get the win. I'm going to disagree with Dean. I kind of like the Jim the Anvil Neidhart table thing. I thought that was kind of like a cool. And dude, how over would Ruby Riot? How over would you be as a fucking villain if you body slammed your opponent into a table with their dead dad's face on it? There's fucking nothing cooler than that. Is if you're a villain. I, I just don't see anything better. She's the Anvil's daughter? Yeah. I, I actually remember him from back in the day. With, yeah, the, with the goatee. Okay, yeah. yeah. That would be a good... I, I think they should do as much as they can with the dead wrestlers. Yeah, you, you're you the opposite as yeah. far as Dean. Well, I feel like, look, I feel like it's you, you didn't commit to a, a, a harder art form, you know, a more substantive thing. I feel like they'd feel the same way. This is how this is how we make up for This is what makes us be, like great men is that like our whole lives are devoted to this. It's, our, it's like the prestige. And they, die, they essentially die on the sword. Yes. Yeah, exactly. For Pug. Yeah, a pug. What's that mean? That means he, he finds your idea repugnant. Oh well, yeah. Teach his own. <laughs> you got to be nice because you're about to pitch him a screenplay. <laughs> uh, Elias versus Bobby Lashley. This is a is this a ladder match? I didn't know this was a ladder match. This is what CBS is saying. Oh, did they change it and put? Uh, is it a ladder match for the the guitar? It must be. Oh, with the guitar hanging above it. the ring. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it it's it's got to be. 
It's got to be Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with Elias. It's got to be. I, I, I don't know. I just think that Elias needs this win, and Bobby Lashley is... I'm just so fucking over that character. Well, here's the thing. I... Hey, Elias, I think it's the stupidest gimmick ever. You hate that gimmick. I think they, they don't make it work right. They shouldn't have the graphics come in the way they do when he, when he does it. it. Like, he should be, you should hear it, and it's like, is that music? He shouldn't be mic'd up and everything. It's just too fucking, whatever. But also, Bobby Lashley, they won't shut up about, shut up about his fucking body. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, want, they want to get him over. He was, and, and to be fair, like, Bobby Lashley was promoting the event with his ass this week. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's a... It's, it, you know, Sometimes I'm gonna go, you talk out of your ass. I mean, you know? it's, that's true. That's true. Well, we're all in that business. Um, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with Drew on this. It, it just doesn't seem like there's another option here. I mean, what else... Isn't this the culmination... Or is, or is the culmination like Royal Rumble or something? Of this plot line? I, I feel like this culmination is this event. I think so, but I, I believe Drew is their moneymaker. You know, he's probably okay. facing the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You got to figure. Okay. No, that's interesting. That's, yeah, I could see that. That's the direction it seems like they're going. I, it just I seems think like they could do Taker and Brian, but yeah. yeah. It just seems like they, like they try to like push up this. Uh, what's his name again? I, you just said it, but uh, like a, the Finn, Finn Balor. Yeah. That like. You know, he's this kind of white knight motherfucker. Not not in the MRA way, but just like, you yeah. know, white knight, like, you know, coming in on his horse, saving people, sniping yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. out. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It just it feels like this other guy is kind of a real scumbag. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like you're building. I mean, do they, do they often deflate the hope of fans. Is that okay. a big thing? In the- 100%. That's- okay. So, I, yeah, I, I guess you're right then. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It's a, it's a triple threat. Before we even get to the winners, Ray, can you name these teams? One of them are the Pancake Boys. Well, I would have got, gotten that one. Okay, Pancake Boys. Uh, the Ortiz brothers. Okay, and then Who there's the third one. Uh, the bar. The bar. Yeah, right. There yeah. you go. One out of three. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm gonna go. I'm, I, I guess I'm gonna go with the Usos on this. Uh, you know, everyone seems to be going that way. I think you go to New Day too. I don't know. I don't really have a, a, a cool runner. I think it'll be a fun match. What do you think, Dean? Do we have to? Who's actually the champion now? Right now, the bar is the champion. But it seems like all yeah. three teams are the champion. It seems like they're all the champion. I figure it's got to be the Usos. That makes the most sense. It's also can we just can we just end the new day? I love them. They were great. Let's get Biggie Their bank a title. Don't want it to end it. Let's I agree get, too. Let's get Biggie. Well, at least you, let Biggie turn on them, and then they can still be the new day. But no, like, let's get you, Biggie out. Why don't they just push them as singles? That's my thing. Don't break up the new day. I mean, I know I'm sick of the fucking gimmick too, but it's making so much so money much for money. Them. If you were fucking the new day's agent, give me a break. You would tell them to stop that shit. Unless only. Because I think I, we could do something so much crazier with Biggie. It's the only reason. Do you think you could sell more merch as an agent? I, th- I, I, with I th- Biggie is a heel. Touche. Yeah, exactly. Touché. That's the thing. Let's it's keep like, them together yeah, forever. Yeah, I know, artistically. But come on, man. You want to buy an apartment someday, Dean. The glory days of this business are behind both of us. What if the new day itself goes heel? And like they start making poison pancakes, giving them to the crowd. <laughs> I mean, uh, or like, like plant they were heels at one point. <laughs> yeah, they right. were, but not as the new day. Like they're the new no, day. They were heels as the new day. Really? Yeah, I, I told you this last week. But I thought they were a different name or something. No, there was kind of like you a. Have, you have the retention of a golden retriever. I thought you you said they were preachers, but they were preachers called the new day. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I thought they name changed when they like. Well, they were faces gimmicks. then, and then they became heels as the new day. We talked about this last week. All right, well, let's just change it to the pancake boys, make them heels, <laughs> and then give everyone. Dysentery. Who do you think wins the match? Pancake boys. Okay, great. 
Um, <laughs> all right, Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I mean, I think this is a layup. Ronda wins. Anybody else? Evidently. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why you invest in Ronda Rousey and not, and not get her over now. Yeah, the only wow, reason, you sound like a real wrestling fan with that comment. <laughs> the only reason Ronda Rousey does not win is outside interference and setting her up to win the Royal Rumble for whatever reason. Which nobody wants that. Yeah, that's we want something else. We want Becky as the Royal Rumble. So Ronda wins. All right. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. I go with Daniel Bryan. Let's keep this gimmick going. Yeah. And AJ's contract is not solidified yet. So I don't think they want to put the strap on him. Yet. It's it's got to be Daniel. Bryan. Wait, in the KFAB way or not? No, K- that's like a shoot. Okay, like he's. I mean, he's he's going to have a contract, but I think it's going to be for less dates. Oh, At least that's uh, what I've been hearing on the internet. The you, most reliable. What did you do wrong? People don't like him. No, he's just older. He's like okay. in his forties, so he doesn't want to work that schedule. Gotcha. And he's got a family. He also did everything he needed to really do, and now it's like, well, do you go back to New Japan or do you keep going? You just keep making money at WWE. No. But it's crazy that Daniel Bryan hasn't brought up. The flat earther thing again as a as a heel. Oh, I think he's getting that. Yeah, they're so diametrically opposed politically because in real life AJ Styles is like a flat earther. Flat earther. Oh, he's yeah. like I think in an intelligent design. He's like a porn again, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So di- they're diametrically opposed politically. Oh, they're they, well, here's what's a, all right. So you have a guy like AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and they're kind of improving a lot, right? Is there a thing where like, hey, this is off limits? Don't like, you know, what I mean, in, your, in his contract or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's something where it's like, you know, it's like when when I've written on a roast, there's always like, whenever you roast somebody, there's one thing you can't talk about, right. whatever that is. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you know, I don't know, AJ Styles had a DWI or something. I, I really have no fucking idea. It seems like a stand-up guy, but well, the flat earth um, thing would be, would be I mean, like, why wouldn't you bring it up? I, like? I don't think yeah, he's like he's a little bit. I mean, I don't, they're not going to touch upon this, but he's he has had like. Like, he had one moment where he was doing a radio show, and, and they brought up, like, somebody who called him brought up, like, uh, you know you're, like, a, an icon for uh, the gay, for, you're a gay icon, a gay guy's love you. He goes, what? Gay icon? Gay icon? Like, he didn't understand what the fuck that meant. He thought that that meant that they were calling him gay. Right. Like, he didn't go full, like, you know, sure. um, who's the guy at Westboro Baptist? Fred Phelps. He didn't go right. full Fred Phelps, but it, it, there was like, he was definitely like shocked that he was mentioned in that light. Well, why would he be mentioned in that light at all? Like, what, what, are, what are the gays like about him? He's a good looking guy. He's a great body. Oh, just physically, you mean? I'm sure that that's I thought they were, I thought he meant he was, they were inspired by him. I mean, they're still guys, so they're shallow. No, <laughs> you know? sure. Whether they're gay or straight, they're no, still I, looking at bodies. When you, know? you when you said they were gay, I, I kind of thought it was like kids who were going to kill themselves. I was like, no, it gets better. Look at AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest fucking take you could have had on that. All right, what should be the main event would may or may not be the main event. Uh, a TLC match between, between I can't even say it, uh, uh, Azuka, Asuka, sorry, Asuka, um, Charlotte, and Becky. I, first off, I have a question. TLC matches, like, sometimes it's that you win the title by, t- by taking off in the traditional ladder match way, and then sometimes it's a pinfall? Is that what they're saying? I, I, I think this one's supposed to be uh, via pinfall. Yeah. I think I think that's what's going to probably be best. It, it's it's case by case depends on who the wrestlers are. I think they usually play up one angle or another. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I've been. Um, I think it's going to be. I think Charlotte's going to win uh, because they're going to want Becky to win the Rumble, which is definitely not a hot take. Everyone's and everyone's everyone is kind of hypothesizing that Nia Jax will come in and cost uh, Becky Lynch the title, and that'll set up 
you know, a feud, the interim feud before she hits Ronda, which I think is the is the smartest way to go. Um, and then you have Charlotte. Maybe she, maybe the rematch is her and and Oscar at Mania, and Oscar gets the win back. I, I don't know, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I think that who do you think is going to win? I would love to see Becky retain, but that yeah. is not the story to tell. I think it's got to be Charlotte, and then I think you have to completely push Becky away from the title until Mania. Um, well, she should go right to the Raw title. Exactly, she has to go into the Rumble. But like, let's keep Becky and Charlotte up. Apart. Let's just get away from them. What if Becky, like like Charlotte's getting over, she's about to win, and then Becky grabs a kendo stick and beats the shit out of Charlotte? People would cheer. They love her. So I'm saying it's like a fucking, it's a you know turnaround, fair play. You know, this whole <laughs> fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that would that wouldn't be a big moment. No, like, it would be. I mean, ah, would... here's your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're running out of time. Ray, it, it, instead of a usually our, our our number five segment or or a bonus segment, depending mm-hmm. on how fucking well prepared I've done the podcast, is Ray coming up with a create a character? But that's not the case this time. Instead, oh, I did Ray, that too. Oh, you did that too. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we're gonna do that. Okay. But first, I want you to pitch. This is this is Ray's. Is this your first meeting with a big Hollywood agent? Yes. Okay, so this is Ray's first meeting with a big Hollywood right. agent. Dean, Dean represents some big people. Yeah. So this is this is your shot. You're going to pitch him. Okay. My, my okay, you're re- ready for it. The show is called My Girlfriend's Daughter. It revolves around a ne'er-do-well uh, morgue photographer <laughs> who uh, is trying to win over the affections of his girlfriend's daughter who hates his guts. She's a terrible young girl who, like, you know, is just really mean to him, abusive to him about his weight. Um... The pi- I, mean, I can show you the pilot later on, but you know the idea. <laughs> you wrote a pilot. There is already a pilot script. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yes, at this point, <laughs> yeah, so, dude. <laughs> we Dean, have to read Dean, it. Dean, we need to. Here's the, what we need to do. We need to have another episode where uh, we read this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cast it. Yes. Okay. Sure. And Dean, Dean's we are gonna, gonna, gonna fantasy cast this. We're gonna fantasy sure. cast this in the future. Okay. So go to the plot line. And just so basically, so. <laughs> You know, it opens up in a scene in the in the kitchen of his, of his girlfriend's house. He's making eggs, and the girl's just you know berating him for being fat, and disgusting. And How long is this script, by the way? It's about uh, like like TV uh, half hour, like okay. 22, 23 minutes. All right, yeah, we can do that on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sometimes somebody gave me a script for like two hundred pages once, and I was like, Jesus. I don't even, I can't read this. Um, but yeah, so she's berating I'll, them. I'll try. I did try. You know, starts it's like a cold open kind of thing where she's berating them, and he's like. T- you know, trying to give her some scrambled eggs, and you know, it's a whole back and forth. I'm not yeah. gonna give the jokes now, but uh, yeah, he ends up like saying, "Hey, I please your mother," and you know, sexually, whatever. It's like <laughs> it's a little inappropriate. The mother walks in; it's very like, "Oh God, what are you doing?" <laughs> Is there a, a network you would see this going on? <laughs> we can tone that down a little. It's not that bad. Like I do things for your mother. Don't like she, she, <laughs> he's just getting frustrated. So whatever. So, but she gets appropriately upset. Like, what are you talking to my daughter for? Like, no, nah, it's fine. So, title card. This is very autobiographical. That's the title card? <laughs> appropriately upset? And then... The, so... The, what, what is it called again? My girlfriend's daughter. And my girlfriend's daughter. Okay. So... <laughs> you sure this isn't a porno? Yeah. No, it's no, not sexual at all. <laughs> you just described something sexual, but keep there's, going. There's nothing sexual. Uh, okay. Well, no, yeah, he's just making the case that there's a reason. Yeah, like, yeah he's I'm, making her I'm mom not, come. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. He's all right. So, okay, so then... Uh, that can be adjusted, sure. Okay. So, 
the idea is he wants to throw her a birthday party to like get win her over, and the right. mom's like, mom's very skeptical, and it's just it goes through the whole episode of him and the and the antics. Of yeah, yeah. The dad threatens like to throw bleach in his face, and uh, <laughs> but it, it's better than it sounds. But uh, and the, you know, was this just a story lifted from your life? No, it, well, my dad did uh, <laughs> tell us stories about how he had a bully uh, who would always pick on him. Yeah, and like one day they fucking he, like the, they put hot bleach on the stove. And, yeah. they call, and the bully came to their house looking for him. They go, hey, look up. And they threw it on his eyes. Oh, my God. Which Did you I blind don't, him? I don't, I don't believe him, though. I think yeah, he's just yeah, yeah. You remembering just, it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think your dad That's would be That's something you remember wrong. You'd be taking a picture yeah. of your dad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All so, right. um, so that's the idea that you have to. So the idea, I mean, basically, the show would progress. The, the, the basic structure of the show is him trying to win over the daughter, okay. but he ends up getting involved in this very shady DJ business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, DJ. Shady DJ business. That's that was the hook right there. You buried the lead. Yeah, yeah. You got to lead with. It's not in the first episode, but yeah. I'd love, to, I'd love to hear you, at the very least, hear your notes about, like, you know, okay, when so you have... To, is, this, is the pitch over? Uh, I can keep... I mean, I can okay. go with all these other oh, details. Final line, all right, close this pitch. Um, You're trying to sell them on this in the room. Look, this, this is, unlike any other show, it, the characters are going to evolve in a way which you haven't seen, especially in comedy, any other way. It's a... I mean, it's not a slow burn. The script's very funny, but, I mean, what, you, what the show will become... Part of the idea is that if it all goes well... The idea is that at one point in season three, you're like, why is this show called My Girlfriend's Daughter? Because it's going to become, it's, like, it's almost like the shield in a way where it's like it, the world just becomes this collapsing and expanding universe of like insanity, <laughs> like, but like the, the, the very, like, like very tight plot line. But a lot of spinoff opportunity. I mean, yeah, potentially, sure. But it's very, the, the most important thing is I, I think it's pretty tight comedically. Uh, and I think you like it. Okay. Dean, Dean, what's your reaction to this so far? I mean, first off, I want to find a network that would take this. It sounds <laughs> what, do you, what networks do you think? Well, FX then. If that's the case, if yeah. you tone down some of the sexuality, because I mean, it seems like there's a little uh, bit of a thing between no. between the father and the daughter. It, I, I, it's well, walking let's, be, let's be clear. She is saying, why would she have sex with you? You're disgusting. He's like, look, I do other things to please her. It's very innocent. <laughs> You shouldn't speak that way, but he doesn't say it. Like, he's not going, I'm looking at Clint, don't worry about it. Like, oh, God. Not, it sounded like you were eating a cheesesteak while you said that. That is That's just... not the case here. I mean, there's a, it's, a, it's one of those, it's a classic case of, you know, the person walks in at the wrong time and hears this conversation. And right, like, right. What are you saying? Right, right. It's innocent. So, Dean, uh, I think what would your response be would be, we'll get back to you? Uh, uh, we will get back. Ah! Here, have a glass of water. They always do that, agents. Every time you go to an agency, they're like, "We've got some, some almonds water? here. Almonds, you know? water. How can we help exactly. you? Is it a good or bad move to take the almonds? You should take some of the almonds on at the end. Okay. At the end of the meeting, take. Wow, some of the that's some real Hollywood advice right oh. there. Take what almonds. That, what does that signify? So, yeah, it just signifies that you appreciate the gesture. Okay, uh, yeah. but you weren't going to be rude and eat. In the meeting in front of him. Wow, nice. Right, for good. me, I would think like this. Uh, this guy is so broke; he needs to save these almonds for dinner. Yeah. You know, like that would be my. I think the power move is bring your own almonds. Be like, actually, I brought my own, and then you have a jar of almonds that you put on. Like, well, this I got this jar from ICM. I just met with them. That ha- that has happened Ooh. where sometimes pizzas end up coming to the meetings. You know, being delivered they, during they the meeting. Deliver the meeting. Yeah. Who did that? You are you allowed to say? I. I we should not say off right, online. Was that like a power move, or that just they're hungry? She was just great. Okay, we'll she, say was, that. She, she was, was just great. She was awesome. 
All right. All right, cool. So hopefully I'll have a pizza meeting. Yeah. That's the move. Cool. Pizza meeting. Should I, should I order pizza now? Yeah. <laughs> Please get me out of my video job advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Ray now is a very successful video editor advice. Uh, sure. <laughs> I work advice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was trying to help you out. And last, Ray's gimmick corner. What's your gimmick this week, Ray? It's uh, Coach Dominic. Coach it's, Dominic? Yeah, he's a, uh, a, a high school gym coach. Right. Who uh, brings Dominic's boys, who are like his kind of um, more aggressive, like he, he's, also, he's a PE teacher. Right. So he fucking brings like the kids in his PE class. Right. Like, but they're big. They're 18 year old kids yeah. in their high school to fight uh, on his behalf, but also he'll step in. I feel like we, we should have done this first and then we would have gone overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Your his gimmick is just a gym coach. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> like all, short shorts and like the whistle. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I, just, I like the name Coach Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do we have to promote this week? Dean, do you have anything? Uh, you know what? I've got nothing to You're promote. You're like, after nothing hearing this podcast, I really don't want to be associated with it. Right? <laughs> uh, you can hear me every week on Tim Dillon's Going to Hell. Uh, every live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and on uh, Sunday on iTunes uh, at Ray Comp on Instagram at Ray Comp on Facebook. Um, I have a couple things to promote. Uh, first off, subscribe and leave reviews and rate this podcast, guys. You've been doing more of that. That's great. We get we get the, the numbers have gone up. It, the more people you talk about this, the better. So please spread the word, rate, review, talk about it with your friends. So yeah, support the podcast however you can. Um, another thing is, uh, it's Christmas season. No Real Winners here is available on all street streaming platforms. My latest album from 800 Pound Gorilla Records. Perfect gift for your friend or loved one. Uh, so please, uh, buy that. I also have another album, uh, Bad at the Good Times. Um, I'm on, you know, if you look back at the old, co- uh, Live at the Comedy Cellar episodes, I'm a couple of that. The season just wrapped. Um, there's a new show that I'm, I'm writing on now that's coming out in this, hopefully the next year. Um, um, which I'll, which, uh, Alternatino, it's, it's, it's going to be a really fun sketch show. Um, and uh, last but certainly not least, uh, I'm going to be doing the Good Good Theater in Philadelphia uh, on January 5th. Two shows at 8 and 10. Um, so please go support. Um, I'm trying to record the thing. So uh, it would be great to have an audience there. A bunch of St. Germaniacs show up. Um, anyway, thank you guys. So much, and I'm sorry for any mosquito lovers that we offended during this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.